Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Felton. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Legends. Felton for What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. My co-host is Raymond Felton. Raymond, how you doing this morning? Good, man. How about yourself? Not bad. Not bad. It is um, Thursday morning as we're recording this. The Hornets play tonight against the Miami Heat, weather allowing. We'll talk about that in a second. But Hornets are coming off another loss. Last night, six-game losing streak for the Charlotte Hornets. They stand at 3-9. and nine. 15th, dead last in the Eastern Conference. 70 games left. Long way to go. But things are looking good right now. <laughs> things are looking good for the Hornets right now. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, some injury news. Hopefully we get some of these guys back soon um, in this podcast. And uh, just what we've been seeing from this team overall. So stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be right back after this break. The NBA season is going strong. A little bit of a rough start for the Hornets, but it's okay. Because Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Raymond, so as I mentioned, Hornets are 3-9, and nine, 15th in the Eastern Conference as we record. Last, last place in the East. Six-game losing streak. 70 games left. A long, long way to go. A lot can happen in that stretch. Mm-hmm. They play tonight against Miami. Um, there's a tropical storm, tropical storm, Nicole. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. The Hornets are off tomorrow. They play Miami tonight and Saturday. Maybe they have to postpone the game to, uh, to the next night. It could be in play, but... We'll see what happens, but if anything changes between now and then, and we're not talking about it, that's why, because it hasn't happened yet. What, what do you make of this losing streak? Like, what goes, what goes through your mind when you hear or you see the Hornets going through this stretch? And from a player point of view, how do you how do you manage getting yourself out of this this hole? Well, I mean, you just got to get everybody healthy. That's the first thing. You know, you got too many guys out. You know, you got a lot of your know, key players out. It's like once you get one, you lose another one. You know, so it's just it's just been just been bad for them, man. You know, they lose one guy after after another. You know, you get Terry Rozier back, but then Gordon Hayward goes down. You know, mm-hmm. you're still missing Lamelo, who hasn't been there. You know, you're missing Miles Bridges, who you know had his stuff that happened down with him in the summertime. So, you know, you're missing some key players when on a very promising season that you was looking forward to. So, it's just unfortunate that injuries hit early. And it could be a blessing in disguise later on in the season that these things happen early and you don't have to worry about them late. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you're still missing one of your best defenders. 
you know, one of your guys who who who's like your who's like your junk man who does everything. He's your all-purpose player. He can score. He can defend anybody. You know, he plays hard. He plays the right way. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 missing you missing a lot. So they get healthy, then I can give them a true assessment of how they look. But you still got guys who stepping up who playing well. They just don't have enough right now, and that's just that's just what it is. They don't have enough. You know, they got guys who who's have big games. PJs have big games. You know, we already know what Kelly can do. Kelly Oubre can can, can put up numbers when he gets hot. You know, Dennis Smith has has got his confidence back. And he looks the, look like the dentist that I know. So you know, it's it's a lot of things that look good. The Richards kid looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, so listen, things look good. They just need their core to get healthy. And if that happens, then let's see how that record turns around. Yeah. So like, it's it's tough, man. Like, just from a fan point of view, just trying to like analyze what this team is we don't know what this team is we don't know man we haven't seen it like you mentioned Lamella hasn't played at all Cody played one minute Terry missed seven games Hayward is out for now it's been gone for three games three or four games maybe including tonight uh that's honestly hard to keep track of Uh, (laughs) even to the point where um last night Nick Richards knocked knees I think with Simons or someone on Portland and he went down I was like no man not like this, <laughs> not like this, not like this. Every time someone goes down, I'm like, oh, man, here we go again. Here we go again with these injuries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's everybody officially is day-to-day, right? Um, for tonight, LaMelo, Hayward, and Cody are ruled out. Like, they were ruled out yesterday for tonight's game. We'll see what happens. I assume at some point Hayward's out with the, a shoulder issue. Cody has a quad. Lamella with the ankle. You know, varying degrees of issues here. Um, and what you don't want is you guys come back too soon and then re- re-aggravation happens or they're overcompensating and exactly. they get a different injury. So mm-hmm. there is like no rush rush to get these guys back because there's so many games left. But at some point, we're going to see these guys back on the floor and get an idea of what this team is. Um and the question is, will it be too late, right? The Eastern Conference is tough, and the Hornets are at the bottom of it right now. You know, but it's also weird because you have the Heat and the Nets right there, 11 and 12th in the Eastern Conference. They're not going to be there by the time the season ends, right? No. Teams no. like, um, I don't know. The, the, I'm not a big believer in the Bulls, like if I'm honest with you. I can see them falling back. But the, um, their teams, a lot, there's going like, to be a lot of movement in the Eastern Conference between now and then. And maybe the Hornets can take advantage of it but as things stand right now things aren't looking good and if you're on if you're in the tanking camp no judgment i don't judge the tankers i'm 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 into dabbling in tanking for just this one season just for the record well who's, well, who's tanking because the teams that you thought was supposed <laughs> yeah, to be tanking or thinking about taking is number one number two top three in the in the in the conferences so yeah who's really tanking here the you jazz, know the jazz might have the best like offense in the league right now <laughs> like, they do <laughs> just on? the way they move the ball how free yeah. they play they play together they play for each other man it's fun to watch like i see the utah jazz i don't care who they playing i'm like that's a win tonight and they 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 proved me wrong yet i'm telling you yeah. between them and milwaukee they look good you know, Milwaukee looks amazing. You know, they they was, was out all their all-stars, all their top players last night, and they went down to OKC where it's a tough place to play and got a W and got a W. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's OKC is tough to play in, man. Them boys play hard down there. 
you know, I think Shea is playing at a a, a high all star level right now. He's scoring the ball thirty some a night. Like they can't do nothing with that kid, but there still wasn't enough to beat the Milwaukee Bucks, and they was without Giannis. Middleton been out all season. Connaughton been out all season. Joe Ingles been out all season. You know, Drew Holiday been was out last night. He's playing at a man. Drew Holiday's been playing great this year. I think a lot of people not even talking about that, but he's he's been playing. He's been locked in since the start of the season. So Milwaukee Bucks looks 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 amazing on the East, and then Utah Jazz look amazing, and <laughs> San Antonio Spurs look good too. Don't. Don't get it twisted. Think you could just count the San Antonio Spurs as a as a W because they beating people, man, <laughs> on the road too. Even on the road, not even just in their building, they beating people, man. So listen, I don't know who tanking. I guess we can't see we can't see who's doing that yet until we get into like the middle part of the season. I guess. Yeah. When can't you tell right now <laughs> when guys start getting shut down and players get like and players start getting traded. That's that's the signal of of tanking. This right now is this, this is the byproduct of the summer. Or the off season, like who's who's healthy, who's available, who's ready to go, and mm-hmm. what Utah, what they built in that they built a weird culture there of a bunch of guys who were dished out of wherever they else they came from, like like that whole team, everyone on that team came from someplace else, and yeah. everyone assumed this team was going to be bad, rightfully so. Like you, you, they trade their their two franchise players away, you know, they acquire all these draft picks. Danny Ainge likes a rebuild; it makes sense, but I, like it's, it's kind of like a, a I know we're 13 games into the season, but it's a bit of a Disney movie. They have the thing they have going on Man. over there. Like no one, ca- no one believed in us type of thing happening in Utah. And now they're in a position where if they wanted to add to their team, they have all those picks they got from Gobert and the Mitchell trade. They have some pieces they could move if they want to bring in a veteran to improve that mm-hmm. team. Like they could be a buyer if they're playing like this, which is the complete opposite end of the spectrum where a lot of people expecting them to be. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. You look at... Danny Ainge look like a genius right now because you put a whole bunch of guys together who can either be great role players on other teams or starters on other teams, and they all feel like, okay, we got something to prove. So you put a team together for, of, a, of a bunch of guys that can that can play, that can really play. And you got guys like Marketing who, who had the hype coming in as yeah. a guy that can be, you know, one uh, all-star in this league and he's finally got an opportunity to say, okay, this is my team. I'm the man. And he's playing like it. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Mike Conley, who's a, who's a great, who's a great professional pro who's an all-star in, in the game. He, you know, was probably one of the best point guards that's not talked about, like for real, just running yeah. the team, hitting open shots and just, you know, getting guys the ball in the spots where they are supposed to. And we got a bunch of scores like that guy over there in Utah. You need a guy like Mike Conley. So when I saw Mike Conley stay, at first I was like, ah, they're gonna have to let Conley go, man. You know, he getting to he getting up in his career, and like let, let that man go to a contender. But I'm like, <laughs> watching the way they play, I'm like, he fit perfect. You know, Mike Conley fit perfect for them. Mm-hmm. You know, just getting guys like, you know, like what's his, what's his name, um, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, who wants to who wants to score that ball? You know what I'm saying? Like six, like you know, like Saxton. Saxton, they want to try to make him out of a point guard, but really he's a scorer too. Mm-hmm. He wants to put the ball in the basket. You know what I'm saying? So you got so many guys over there that can put that ball in the basket, man, and just letting them guys just play free. And the biggest thing what I see them doing is they play together. To me, they remind me of the output of how the Clippers look. You got a whole bunch of guys on their team that can mm-hmm. play. 
Yep. You can put a you can put in a whole bunch of another five and they can come in and they can play. And that's what makes Utah tough too. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes the Clippers tough. And once they get Kawhi back and they get hundred percent, they're gonna be tough as well. I think I think Denver is tough like that. I think Denver got a bench. Yep. You know, a lot of people don't talk about it, but Denver, Denver got better. They made a couple of trades that I kind of questioned, but at the same time, you know, they that, the they, Bruce, they that Bruce Brown acquisition I like a lot for them. Like yes, he's he's and tough. And guess what? It's hurting Brooklyn too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's hurting Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Because he he's one of those guys that you need. He's a glue guy. He's an all-purpose guy. You know what I'm saying? He's just an all-purpose guy. He do everything. He can score. He can hit an open three. He's not the best shooter, but you have to you have to respect the shot. You know what I'm saying? He plays hard on def- defense. He rebounds well for a guy that's like six four. Yeah. He, but he rebounds like he's six eight. Like I don't know, man. There's just certain guys like that, man. Guys, I, I I don't be understanding sometimes when GMs let guys like that go. You know, they just they glue guys. You meet guys like that, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it's weird because you know because every team in the league could use a guy like Bruce Brown, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to and then the, what Utah have going on, they they they've built. An incredible, like incredibly deep team, like Minnesota, right? Like I'm sure they would love to have Malik Beasley right now, right? You know, exactly. like they're, they're, they get rid of these guys and Gobert, you know, three time Defensive Player of the Year, like he's a really good player, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a that's a big it's a big player to be bringing into your team, and you're trying to figure that out. It's going to take some some time to figure out, right? They're five and seven right now in Minnesota. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They'll be all right. But it's going to be a growing period where Utah has. Like a really like, like a really smart and hungry team. So it's 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 cool to see it, and it's that's why sports is sports because you don't know, nobody knows, and you you see this, and it's like, okay, you're sure about something? Well, think again. It's just tough, man. Like <laughs> I I didn't understand that trade at all because what you gonna do with Carl Anthony Towns? Like he's yep. a guy that like to post up. But you know he likes to shoot the three too. But he likes to post up, and you look at him this year, he he still don't look like himself. Like he's just, like you say, they trying to figure it out with a guy who has to sit in the paint. Mm-hmm. He has to sit in there. He can't shoot threes. Nope. He can't shoot mid range. Nope. Can't do anything. Like you really got to just catch the ball, lay it up, or throw him a lob, and he could dunk. Like that's what that's all Rudy Gobert can do. So with that being said, like where's the spacing at? It's messing up their spacing. So you had guys like you get away, like you say, like Malik Beasley, and you give away what's the other kid name, man? The left-handed kid that started for them at the power four. Oh, man. He starts for yes. Come on now. And that's another all-purpose player that does the dirty work, plays hard, can can score the ball around the basket, rebounds hard, he defends well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't understand decisions, man. But yeah, you know, who who am I? I ain't no GM. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> the, right um, now, I ain't. Yeah, I, I think that that the that Timberwolves. I think we'll look back on that as just pure uh, new owner syndrome. Like they had Alex Rodriguez and that ownership group come in. They brought in a new GM, president of basketball operations from the Nuggets. I think they're just looking mm-hmm. to make a splash. And meanwhile, I don't think we talked about this because, I mean, it, I thought it was interesting, but. It's one of those things with like, you know, it's, it's the Minnesota, it's the Timberwolves. So like, mm-hmm. it's a whole different situation over there. But with like Carl Anthony Towns getting on the mic and saying like, Anthony Edwards, and you guys laugh when he talks about eating Popeyes, but it pisses me off. Like hearing that, I don't like, 
so early into the season, I think it's valid, first off. But what do you think about, like, airing that out publicly um, so early into a year, right? Or, like, Towns kind of talking shit on Anthony Edwards publicly. You can tell there's some, there's some drama going on in that locker room, you know, and I think it's once you, once you get a lot of young guys like that together, because to me, Carl's still young, you know, he's mm-hmm. been in the league for, for a little bit. He's still young, still has that ego. He's only 26. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Still young. So, you know, and you got a young guy like, 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 like what you call it, like Anthony Edwards, who mm-hmm. upcoming uh, a, a new upcoming star. So, who's the man? You know, it's that battle. Mm-hmm. Who team is this? Who's the man? Who's, you know? So, you know, you got that tension already, and then when Carlton Towns come out and says something like this, it's almost like okay. And I don't know is 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 bringing in Rudy Gobert slapping his face, like. Hey, listen. If we don't get this done, or if we don't get better, then we gonna we we got another center in place, and maybe we go after another power forward or somebody else in place for for Carl. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you just don't know how guys think or what was said, or you know, because I don't see that working. One of them got to go. You know, that's just how the NBA goes. Nobody plays with two bigs no more. Yeah. Not two bigs like that. Yeah, you know, so like it's they can't just, switch. Like, talent, yeah, they, yeah, because you, you you just put them in a pick and roll, and and you don't have to <laughs> defend Gobert on the other end. Like it's 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 what we've seen in the playoffs. That's why J- the Utah Jazz traded him because it just didn't mm-hmm. work in the playoffs. Um, yeah, you just space him out, and then Gobert you can't play him. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's and an you, issue. <laughs> now you got two bigs over there now, Utah, and it looks great. They can shoot threes. You got Kelly Olynyk who can shoot the three. You know, what I'm saying, and he can post up. Yep. He's still a seven footer. You got marketing, who's uh, a three-point shooter. But guess what? He still can go in the post and can go off the dribble. The only person that can do that is Carl, like for real. Like mm-hmm. Carl can go off the dribble a little bit. He can yeah. face up and make a move. He can shoot the three. But Rudy, it's just not – like, I listen, I know we ain't supposed to be talking about other teams that much. We on that topic right now, and listen, it's not It's, it's not going to work. It's not working. Yeah. It's not working. It's just not it don't fit it don't fit their team. So I really didn't understand that trade. You know, no offense to no offense to Rudy. You know, he's a good player, a good defender, but um he just don't fit with this particular team. He also that trade like low key ruined the offseason because that, that mm-hmm. sent the market in a crazy way where the Kevin Durant stuff happened and it just like froze everything up. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Durant put his trade request in and he had to go more for more than what Gobert did, surely. Mm-hmm. And that just, no team was willing to give all that up for Durant, uh, at least no team that he wanted to go to. So it just put everything on hold for the most part in the summer. You know, that stuff figured itself out and it played out. He ended up staying and then Steve Nash got fired. We'll see what like how what happens next year with them. But um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one for sure. And I think, again, I think, I think it's a case of new owner, new GM trying to make a splash and um, We'll see how it works. We'll see how it works for them. <laughs> but bringing it back, bringing it back to the Hornets, uh, Terry Rozier made his return. Um, he played two games, got mm-hmm. hurt um, in, the, in the second game, finished the game to his credit, and then missed seven. Comes back against the Nets, speaking of, um, in, a, in a loss. He, he came back after missing seven games. The Hornets were two and, two and five without him. And wh- I wasn't surprised that he came in with 25 points and, and looking good. But what I was surprised with him playing 36 minutes 
after missing seven games. Like I know Terry Rozier, um, I've never seen him get like tired, tired. I think he's like, his, his cardio, his stamina is really impressive, especially what we've seen from him in the fourth quarter, typically like Terry time. We got used to that here in Charlotte for sure. What do you make of him missing seven games and coming back and playing 36 minutes and having like no like soreness or anything like that left over? Like I'm, I'm shocked. I know I'll be feeling it the next day. Terry seems to be built a little different, you know? <laughs> well, he's definitely built a little different. He's a, he's a warrior. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of young fella. He can, he can play. He plays hard, you know, and he, he got game. It's mm-hmm. that simple. He got game. And uh, you can tell he's a person that, that, that take that takes a lot of things serious. If he's hurt, he's serious about his rehab. He's serious about getting back out on the court because he wants to be out there. And you can tell that he kept his conditioning up the whole time that he was out, whether he had to get on the bike, you know, whatever it was he needed to do to keep his, his cardio to where he needed to be. You know, he looked like he's that guy that, that goes over to make sure <laughs> that his cardio is up, you know, that's just a, a sign of a great player, a sign of a, a, a great professional and um, need more guys like him, you know, to see a guy come back like that and play at that level, play that, that play his normal minutes. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's impressive. You know, yeah. some teams be like, you know, trying to sit you out, you know, trying to limit your minutes. And he seemed like he a guy like, nah, I'm playing. Like if I'm out here, I'm playing. And which is what I like. You know, that's how I was. I wasn't no guy who, like, if I get hurt and I come back, it wasn't no limited minutes. If I'm playing, I'm playing. Like, don't limit me to nothing. Like, let me play. Like, if I'm out here, that means I cleared me to play, so I don't need to do nothing different. Let me hoop. So, I, I, I love that about that kid. Yeah, so 36, 36 minutes played against the Nets, uh, and then the next game, 37 played against the Wizards. And then last night, Terry Rozier played uh, 34, 35, if you want to round up. So, yeah, so Terry's officially back. You know, the shooting from the field hasn't been quite there. But, um, like, last night especially, it's been a, it, was a, it was a bit rough. Um, but overall, it's good to see Terry back because, like, that will come in time. You know, this team mm-hmm. needs him. It, like, see, being without him for seven games, like, it was clear how badly he was missed, especially now with no Hayward. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's – it's <laughs> if this is a video game, I'm going back to a nut, like an old save to get these guys healthy again. Like having both these guys out with LaMelo out is really unfair <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, really unfortunate and unlucky for this franchise. Um, speaking of unlucky and a little, maybe more so lucky, a bit of a scare in that Nets game uh, and a bit, bit poetic too, to say the least, like Hornets were without Terry for seven games, seven minutes in to his first game back. Dennis Smith goes down with an ankle injury, another ankle injury. He's fine. He's he's been back, no issues there. But at the time, I was like, "Are you kidding me? Another one? Like another one? Another ankle of all things?" He steps on Kevin Durant's foot and rolls his ankle. But Smith has been back. He's been playing well. Um, played last night. He was mic'd up um, last night against the um, against the Blazers, which was cool because he was talking a lot of junk to uh, the Blazers, <laughs> uh, the team that that cut him last year. Uh, every time. Um, Every time we had opportunities, looking over to that Blazers bench, and we, Bally Sports didn't give us the audio. Release the tapes. Like I want to hear the, give us the feed. Give us the feed. I want to hear it. Um, you can read his lips and kind of get an idea of what he was saying. But he was very vocal when they when they uh, did cut to his mic. Um, but have you ever been mic'd up during a game? Yeah. What's that like? Did 
when they when they approach you, what what do they say? Or do they give you like some do's and don'ts? What's nah. it? Do they, do other, do you tell other players you're mic'd up? Like what what's the yeah uh, okay. yeah you, you kind of you gotta you kind of we make a little jokes. All right now, I'm letting y'all know ahead of time. I'm the fizz tonight. <laughs> I'm the fizz tonight now. So they like, oh, oh, Ray mic'd up. Ray mic'd up tonight. Stay away from Ray. So, you know, it's just a little joke, you know what I'm saying? But um, outside of that, nah, they don't give you no guidelines. You just go out there and you be yourself, talk, whatever you do. And they just they decide what they want to take and what they want to cut, yeah. you know, because it still has to be authentic, mm-hmm. you know? You got to let guys go out there and just be their normal self, you know, especially somebody who talks or somebody who do whatever. And some stuff they they know they know we're not allowed to say and they're not allowed to put out there either. So, you know, help help us out too. Don't don't try to get us in no trouble or nothing. You know what I'm saying? With certain things we say when you know you got us mic'd up. Yeah. You know, something that you may not hear or, or get. So, you know, they they do a great job at bleeping stuff out and, you know, not putting stuff out there that, you know, maybe they shouldn't. So it's it's fun. That's actually fun. I always enjoy that that part of it. Yeah, no, it's uh, they, they had some good stuff from him. They got some some good stuff. Um, there was a moment where he had a, a putback dunk over Dame, um, and I I, I want I don't think they ever gave us the real time audio of that, Cause, probably because it would have sound like, <laughs> probably the audio was pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Smith had a, had a nice game against his former team, and uh, Chauncey Bills has some nice things to say about him about last year, like how regretful, not re- like how reluctant, I guess, probably reluctant, better word to characterize what he was saying about cutting him. They didn't want to cut him. He's like, they made that whole team better, uh, especially in practice, you know? Um, and Hornets are reaping the benefits of it. Dennis Smith Jr., I think, remains one of the best stories in the league this year. Um, yeah. And hopefully gets the most improved player love. I think marketing at this stage will probably win it. But yeah. Smith, I think, deserves some, some love in that category. So w- what, one last thing. Um, I've been reluctant to talk about it because it's a legal matter um, and the basketball side is still left to be determined. But Miles Bridges, just to close out on this, he pleaded, uh, he entered a no contest plea to the criminal charges uh, he was faced with in Los Angeles um, from the incident over the summer. So there's conditions to it. He's going to serve those conditions. Um, You can look them up. I don't want to get in. I don't want to get like get into the specifics of them. Right. But at this stage, no clear look at where his basketball future holds. I'm, he'll be back at some point. When? I don't know. Uh, where? I don't know. You know, the Hornets retain his rights. If a, if a team wants to come get him, the Horn, I, think, I believe the Hornets can match still. Um, Hornets have an open roster spot if they do want to bring him back. Um, you know, what, we're now in the, this, the next phase of this. So we'll see what happens. Like, I don't think anyone knows for sure. I don't know. I don't even think Miles knows it for sure. Like he has a lot on his plate right now. I think yeah. saw the other day that he's he filed a case against his ex. Um, so it, there's a lot happening there, and I don't know if basketball is something he should be even worried about right now because his whole like family situation seems um, seems to be, require a lot of attention at the moment. So wh- I don't know. What, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts on on this Bridges situation as it currently stands, which is pretty much up in the air. Maybe basketball is something that he does need right now. You know, he has a lot going on with family, but, you know, we all deal with family stuff. We all have a lot going on in our life that a lot of people don't know nothing about. All they see is us on TV playing basketball and think that, you know, life is great. But some people, when they leave away, when they leave that court, 
you know, some people go go into another life that they feel like is hell to them, you know, no offense. Um, so basketball and being on that court is like the our sanctuary. It's mm-hmm. like our way, uh, just our time and our, just a, a way to get away from everything else. So, you know, maybe basketball is something he needs right now. And um, being a guy who dealt with something on a very high level off the court, and had a and being in an opportunity where I could have lost, you know, my career and um, not not having a contract, just a whole lot of stuff. You need you need that outlet. You need basketball. You need like that fellowship with um with the guys and stuff. So you know, I can't say totally that I that I know what he's going through, but I know what he's feeling because my situation was a little different than his. Um, but um. He just stay focused, man. Stay just deal what you got to deal with, you know. Face it, face it with open arms, you know. Learn from your mistakes, you know. Just apologize for your mistakes, learn from it. Don't don't make the same mistake again. And you're still young, and I feel like he still got a bright future, you know. Who like I say this before, and I say it all again, you know. Who are we to judge somebody, you know, when they make a mistake at a young age? You know, we all made mistakes before. We've all done stuff that we we shouldn't have done. And like I said before, when we talked about this months ago, I don't condone nothing that he did because that's not that's not okay. It's not allowed. I got sisters. I got a mama, and I got a daughter. So I don't condone none of that. I don't I don't play about none of those females. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and the biggest thing with him, man, is like I said, to just to get his mind back focused on playing basketball because I know he miss it. I know he miss, you know, being around the fellas and just, you know, just laughing. You know, that's sometimes that right there is that right there is enough. Just being in practice and laughing with guys. You know, you ain't even got to be dribbling the basketball. And that that moment, those two hours or however long y'all on the court takes you away from all the stuff that you're dealing with. You know, and that that means more than anything. So um, I, I I do wish that he get a chance to come back and play. You know, I would still love to see him in Charlotte, but you know how that goes. You know, some sometimes teams step away from things when things like this happen. But um, whoever gets him, it'll be a treat. Hope, like I said, hopefully Charlotte keeps him because I feel like they got a young nucleus together and those guys play well together down there. So. Hopefully they do keep him, but um, I do I do wish him the best. Like I, I like you say, I don't want to talk about the legal stuff because I'm not a legal person, so I don't know the ins and outs of it. So I don't want to speak on it. But um, I do believe everybody deserves a second chance. So I, I, I will say that. Yeah, and I think he'll get a second chance. It doesn't matter when, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and we'll just, we'll, we'll all just wait and see. We'll all just wait and see. Yeah. So Hornets again, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, Hornets play tonight weather allowing um as far as i know we're still on so there's that a 7 30 start in miami tonight hornets off tomorrow on friday and then they on saturday they play so in miami so tonight in miami off night in miami again on my in miami how's that fair how's it fair to have back-to-backs in miami with the off day in between how's that okay it's not okay (laughs) That's not okay. I've, that's never happened. That's never really happened to me. I've had like, I've had like, we go to Miami and we have a back to back or we go to Miami 
and we have an extra day there. So it's like, all right, guys, like, look, <laughs> night of the game, come on, like, go out to dinner, whatever we need to do. But let's get back in the let's get back in that room and let's lock in because we have an extra day. So we have our extra day to kick it, party all night, whatever we need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do that. But that night before, we gotta go hoop. Come on, let's let's all lock in, be professional. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's all about having conversation, man, having that leader to help everybody understand, like, look, you know, we got this extra day here, but listen, like we we really don't. And their situation is so bad because you got a game. You got a day off in between, then you got a game again. So that's tough, man. Like if they was able to stay, because some teams will let you stay an extra day. Mm-hmm. Like we we've had like we've had negotiations and conversations with the team and like, look, like if we had a game like that, all right, cool. We'll 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 lock we'll stay locked in for these two games, but can we stay after that second game? Can we stay overnight and leave the next morning? And they uh, sometimes the teams will agree to it. And it's like, okay. So then, you know, we got to do what we have to do. So to that end, the Hornets are, so they play, so they play Thursday and they play Saturday. They're off Sunday. And on Monday, they're in Orlando. So they could do that. Yeah, and, they fly to Orlando. Yeah. yeah, they could fly to Orlando on that Monday and get, like mm-hmm. have, a, have a good time on Sunday if they wanted to, you know? So that's right. it, it, an option. We'll see, man. We'll see how this team comes out ready to go. Because that Orlando game is a big game. Like, it's crazy to say because looking at the records, but last time the Hornets were in Orlando, it was a bad one. And I, I hope these guys come in and look and um, avenge what happened. At least have a better showing than what happened last time they were in Orlando. Because that game was brutal. Um, and that was Orlando's first win of the year. So a little bit of a – are there any – what other cities are like that? Would, would you put Toronto on that list? Like New York, L.A.? Like who – where you don't want – L.A. Like the extended state like that if you're building up the <clears> schedule. That's a lot of them. You got L.A., yeah. Phoenix, Atlanta. Like New York, <laughs> like, yeah, like you say, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto is very nice. A lot of people don't know that. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice city, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a few cities. They ain't just Miami. It's a few cities where you can get, but, you can get caught up. Yeah, Miami <laughs> top of the list though. Yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. number one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, good luck to the fellas, man. Stay hydrated out there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think that'll do it for this week's uh this week's episode. Thank you so much, Raymond. I appreciate you as always. Probably. Thank you so much to everyone out there listening. You've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. Take care. See you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.